This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is Red Sox manager Alex Cora, brought to us by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh and by Arbella, here for Boston fans, here for good. Alex, good afternoon. What's going on? How are you guys doing? Well, we're talking about weather and aliens and stuff like that, and I know your team got a win last night in Cleveland, but I'd like to walk back to the weekend if we could, Alex, because you've met us. We're football guys at heart, right? We heard that you had a team meeting. You even talked about it. Can you help us from the outside understand the dynamics of a team meeting? Sort of like you call it, is it, are you just talking to the guys in the clubhouse? Is the message long? Are you ripping them a new a hole? I'm just curious from the manager's perspective, how that all happens and goes down when you want to deliver a message to your team. Well, it all depends. I know it became public, you know, like we, we meet on a daily basis, uh, especially with the position players. Uh, we go over the previous game and we go over, you know, the, the, the starter and what we want to do. Um, you know, um, we always have a meeting with the, the starter of uh, the night before. Uh, the catchers, they go over you know, pitch usage and situations with tech and the starter, and they discuss, you know, what, what happened or which pitch we, we didn't agree with, you know, and we go over the situation. Sometimes it's the whole group, you know, and uh, um, with the whole group, it's kind of like getting back to basics in, in this in this case. You know, uh, obviously, you know, we have to keep attacking the fundamentals. One of the things that we we decided, you know, we, we talk about in spring training is to get better and uh you know, it's going to be days that we're going to play good baseball and, and we have to improve in certain things. And there's going to be weekends like this that we have to get back to, to fundamental baseball. And, uh, you know, it's not about screaming or hollering or using, uh, you know, my Spanglish to, to get on them. You know, it's, uh, it's a matter of like, hey, you know, like we got 106, uh, 102 games left, you know, and uh, just a matter of playing good baseball. We have stretches that – we have done that well, and uh, we have stretches that we we actually play bad baseball. So, you know, um, this is where we at thirty and thirty, and we got a long ways to go for the season. And uh, if we play solid baseball and we clean up a few things, we're going to be okay. And a, and a part of the reason, Alex, I asked that is because we hear about the team meeting, and then you get a situation in the first inning. It was on Sunday, I do believe, of the. 
You get the ground ball that uh, Rafi Devers hits, and then he doesn't bust it up the first place line. And I know he wouldn't have beat it out. I understand it. But when you hear team meeting, fundamentals, let's play good baseball, to me, that's a part of it. Any disappointment there? Because I admit I was disappointed that the best player at least wasn't busting it in that moment considering what was going on over the weekend against Tampa. Well, I mean, it all depends how you see it, right? Rafi's going uh, to play 152 games, and uh, he, people don't know what's going on in the background. You know, you don't know if he's a little banged up or, or he's actually 100%. You know, so for people to judge it that way, you know, I think it's, uh, it's not the right thing to do because not everybody knows the story, you know, and uh, maybe he's 100%, maybe he's not. So we keep it in the, in the clubhouse with that. You know, we let people judge whatever they want to do, and uh, we move forward. Is he banged up? Um, maybe, maybe not. But like I said, you know, people are going to, they're going to, they're going to take this, the, the, the team meetings the way they want to, you know, and they're going to say, Oh, they're not hustling. They're not playing good baseball. I don't know. You know, from my end, I'm good with the effort. You know, the kid is playing every day. So we go from there. So, okay. Outside of like an injury, the Devers, just because I'm just thinking about it. You look at it like the way he's performing. Um, not to be 100% focused on that, but especially against righties. It, it, I mean, are you expecting like a little uptick and maybe a little one-on-one conversation instead of a team meeting with him, or you just let him kind of work his way out of it? I mean, if you look at the numbers under the hood, it, they're the same as last year. You know, the chase rate is the same. Uh, the only thing that is different is actually his luck, quote-unquote, both uh, uh, batting averages in both in plays, and that's something that he cannot control. Actually, he's hitting the ball harder this year than last year which is hard to believe, right? So you just got to let him go and keep doing the thing that he's doing. He's walked, what, seven times in the last three or four games, which is a great sign. So, you know, the kid is going to be okay. You know, he's a good hitter. Obviously, the numbers are not where he wants to, but as far as the approach, it's great. So just a quick little housekeeping. Obviously, Tapia was DFA'd, and you kept Duran. What went into that decision? I mean, we're betting in the, in the present and the future, you know, and this kid – you know, the way he plays, the way he goes about it, you know, defensively running the bases, if it's the game right now. And uh, Top is a veteran that, uh, of course, he played great. He won a few games with bat, with the legs. But where we at as an organization, it makes sense to keep Jaron around, and uh, he's going to contribute. So with that being said, you know, focusing on the future, like developing young players. So when Duvall comes back, are you nervous about maybe there not being enough at-bats for Duran? No, we got to take care of Doobie. You know, uh, he's a guy that uh, – Obviously, he's been out for a while. We got to take care of Yoshida. We'll find a bats, you know. And uh, I think, you know, the left-handed hitter, we we will always find ways to to get him in there. Uh, like yesterday, you know, he came out of the game early. But if he's the other way around, with righties in the lineup, he'll come in and pinch it in the middle of the game. So. You know, my job is to get him a bats, and we will do that. Uh, Alex Corr with Gresh and Fourier, and he's with us on the Harbor One Hotline. <laughs> Yoshida with a couple of hits last night, hitting three nineteen. The on base is almost at four hundred. Now you've seen sixty games of this guy, Alex. What did you think going in, and what do you now realize you have in Yoshida? Yeah, we know he was going to hit. You know, um, I know a lot of people. You know, we're doubting the whole transition from Japanese baseball to the to MLB, but uh, stuff-wise, they're—I mean—they're not there yet, but they're very similar. Velocity is part of the game. Um, the only difference, like he says, you know, is the uses of the changeup. More changeups here, more splits over there. But velocity is part of it. Attacking the the upper half of the 
strike zone is part of it. This guy, his uh, bat-to-ball skills are very unique. Um, you know, he hits the ball hard regardless of where the pitch is. It might be up, it might be down. He uses the whole field. He doesn't strike out. He walks. And, um, you know, when you do all that stuff, uh, you're going to hit for average. The one thing I, I, I feel comfortable saying that in the summer, hopefully when we get the summer in Boston, he's going to hit for uh, for power. The ball is going to start carrying. Uh, you know, the way he impacts the ball is conducive to that. So, so far so good, man. The guy is, uh, is a legit MLB hitter. And, uh, you know, what you see is what you're going to get, man. He's a professional a professional hitter. Now, conversely, I'm struggling with Tristan Casas. I see the average is what it is. The power is what it is. I I know he's a young guy. I know he's working through stuff. I know for a lot of people, starting to get a little itchy into, okay, let's start to see some results. What do you see as the good and the bad of Tristan Casas right now? I mean, if you take April out of the equation, and, of course, you cannot do that, we got a above average hitter, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the impact of baseball, the hard, uh, hard hit rate is there. Um, actually Tristan is like 10 inches away from having what 12 homers, you know, he's hit four off the wall in center field. And, uh, we're very pleased with him. We're very good. Uh, you know, I like the fact he hit fifth yesterday right behind Rafi and put good at bats. He's been walking at a high rate, hitting the ball harder. And, um, you know, this is part of the process. And uh, if you look around the league, obviously, you know, everybody has their players, you know, but Volpe in New York, everybody's pleased with the way he's playing. He's in 190. You know, it's a tough league, man. And uh, everybody has their different skill sets. And so far, we're very pleased with uh, Tristan. All right, so we're talking to Alex Core, uh manager uh, of the Boston Red Sox. So have you <laughs> named, in case nobody knew, uh, have, you, have you named a starter for Thursday yet? A pitcher? No, no, no. We're going with Cutter today, and we'll see where we at. You know, uh, as far as the bullpen and the usage of uh, our guys, and then we'll decide what we're going to do tomorrow. Uh, Alex, any further update on Chris Sale at this point? What can you tell us? No, it's still the same. Uh, obviously, he's going to go through some other testing and see see where we at. But as of, as of now, it's just the same as last week. Can I ask, are you optimistic? Are you hopeful? Do you have a lean? Do you have a general idea as, to, as, as the manager, maybe not the exact deal of what is going on, but at least a general idea of how long you might be without him? Honestly, not. You know, um, all, all we know is that we have to be patient. We'll get more information in the upcoming days or weeks, and then we go from there. So just I want to follow back on the Crawford starting tonight. Uh, and who knows how long he goes. So are you concerned about possible back-to-back bullpen games if you don't have a starter for Thursday? No, I think uh, Cutter can go four or five innings today, you know, and it all depends on how effective he is. And, and obviously, you know, the game will dictate that. But we're very comfortable that he can go more than three innings and we should be okay. Uh, Duvall uh, back officially Friday? Uh, he's playing right now. The The plan is for him to probably join us this weekend. Let's see how he comes out today. Uh, maybe he'll play tomorrow again. And, uh, and if everything goes well, the plan is for him to be with us in New York. Uh, now, you were a one-time Cleveland Indian. Do you have any uh, memory burn thoughts from your time in, uh, in the Cuyahoga River in 05? <laughs> Not really. I was here for like two months, I think it was. So, yeah. You didn't even get they to settle to in. Red Sox and he, you know what? They trained me to the Red Sox, and I think that was the best thing that happened in my career. 
Well, yeah. It, so here's the the real important question, and maybe you can help, like maybe not settle uh, a debate, you know. But uh, how much do you pay attention to the weather, and do you believe in UFOs? <laughs> I said it's a. Well, I think too. I gotta important. pay attention to the weather. I gotta pay attention to the weather every day. Okay, yeah, I thought sure so. Like, we have to. Okay, I thought so. And the I other don't. one, I pass. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna answer. But I mean, it is. Listen, there's more information about unidentified objects. We just did a whole story. UAPs. On, oh, UAPs, which I don't remember. What, what about it aliens? For. <laughs> you gotta have some. Hey, stance, can you, right? I can. I can. I can see it right now. Carl Ravage on Sports Center. Alex Cora believes in aliens. Yeah. Here's the audio. That's the real. That's the Carl, news. Carl, really... do work on Sports Center. He doesn't work on Sports Center. No, no, that's uh, true. You're right. He'd be on Sunday Night Baseball. But I'll tell you what. If you could find a guy, if you could find a big bleeping alien that could hit it out of the ballpark, you'd take one right now, wouldn't you? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Green, green, guy, green guy in there with some power down the line, so take it and run with it. There we go. Oh, gosh. Alex, thanks. We appreciate it. Uh, good luck. We'll catch you next week. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye.